from Rasmussen. Americans want more action against the opioid epidemic. With me to discuss is Jennifer. Hey, everybody. Who is a case manager, and you've told me that you have sort of a window into this problem. A little bit, yeah. I think so. So before we get started, remember to like, subscribe. And click the bell for notifications every time we post. And comment down below. Tell us why we're wrong or why we're right. Or a little bit of both. Or a little bit of both. But let's jump into it. So from Rasmussen, most Americans don't think the nation's opioid drug epidemic is getting better. And only one in five believe that President Joe Biden's administration is doing enough to fight the problem. The latest Rasmussen Reports National Telephone and Online Survey finds that 40% of American adults say the crisis of opioid drugs like heroin and painkillers has gotten worse in the past year. Just 11% think the crisis has gotten better in the last year, while 31% say the opioid problem is about the same. 18% are not sure. Those numbers are essentially the same as in August 2019. 20% of Americans think the Biden administration is doing enough to fight the problem of opioid drugs, but more than twice as many believe the administration is not doing enough. 36% are not sure. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported earlier this month that the U.S. death from drug overdose hit a record high of more than 93,000 in 2020. That was a 29% increase over 2019, according to the CDC, and more of those overdose deaths, nearly 70,000, involved opioid drugs. I feel bad because I kind of chuckled when you read CDC for reported earlier this month uh, that they were hit a record high. I chuckled and I feel really bad. But like the reason I chuckled Mm -hmm. is because they've kind of been busy, the CDC. With other things. With some other things. That we don't have to go into. But mm-hmm. anyway, maybe that's part of the reason why. My, my, my first question is, um, is that rapid increase, the 29 in- increase from 2019 because of COVID-19? Because we know that the isolation because of the lockdowns is causing more depression and things of that nature. Definitely so, could be. Is there a correlation between that and the increase in overdose deaths? Very well could be. Also, if someone is, because you work in a hospital, if someone is hospitalized with COVID, are they going to be receiving painkillers? I don't think so much of what I've seen, no. Okay. I was just thinking, you know, if there's more hospitalizations, then maybe you have more patients that are going on on painkillers, and then maybe that's exacerbating the problem. But that doesn't sound like that's the case. No, but then again, it could be, and I'm just not seeing it. So I don't. I, I have one tiny little little worldview over here. So right, right. Don't, don't take don't take my word for it. Yeah, of course, right, right. no, not definitely not a doctor. So I can only report on what I see. Mm-hmm. So I don't see very many COVID patients going home on Mm painkillers. So that's more where my area of expertise comes in. But yeah, so I don't see a lot of that. It seems more accurate to say that maybe there's a correlation between depression and opioid deaths than being That and the isolation would would definitely be my So I might be right on one thing. That's okay. (laughs) You got half. I'll take one out of two. Uh, The survey of 1,000 U.S. adults was conducted on July 15th and 18th 
by Rasmussen reports. The margin of the sampling error is plus or minus three percentage points with a 95% level of confidence. So it's still still fairly accurate. Uh, 41% of Americans say abuse of opioid drugs is a major problem where they live. 35% say opioid abuse is not a problem where they live, but 25% are not sure, which I would be part of that 25%. I'm not aware of the problem in, in my area anyway. Black. Knowing your area, it's a problem. Is it really a problem? I know when I lived in Philadelphia and I worked at WIC, um, some of the offices were located in really bad, you know, uh, locations where, you know, heroin needles would be found on the ground and, and whatnot. And I had to work in some of those places. Um, but Blacks, 29%, are less likely than whites, 42% or other minorities, 44%, to say abuse of opioid drugs is a major problem where they live. But there is less difference among racial groups on the questions of whether the problem is getting better or worse. 10% of whites, 9% of blacks, and 15% of other minorities say the opioid crisis is getting better, while 39% of whites, 33% of blacks, and 43% of other minorities say the opioid problem is getting worse. Those numbers seem pretty even across the board. I'm curious. I don't think it has anything to do with racial groups. I think it has to do with maybe income status. Yeah, and definitely demographic area, like where you live. It's it's just odd to me that not very it, – it's a lower percentage than you would think of people who say it's a problem in their area to me. I don't okay. know. Maybe it's it's just too broad of a of – a, a survey maybe i'd like to see data of where these people live but what you're saying is you think it should be higher i feel like it should be higher to have the higher numbers saying it's getting worse mm-hmm. like if you're not aware that it's happening how is it getting worse or better mm-hmm. where are you what are you basing that on is my question mm-hmm. so anyway because i think we do know i think um like, my experience in Philadelphia, obviously, they have a big problem there. But at the same time, we also know that low-income white areas, like in Appalachia, they have a large opioid problem. Mm-hmm. And when I lived out in Wyoming, um, they also talked about, you know, there's a big opioid problem out there as well. That's why I say it's more so maybe attributed to income status rather than, than a race issue. But It definitely is. I mean, it affects everyone. Uh, whites are less likely than blacks. Uh, or other minorities to believe that the Biden administration is doing enough to fight the problem of opioid drugs. There is less political difference among Americans about whether the opioid problem is getting worse or better than there is on whether the Biden administration is doing enough to fight the problem. 12% of Republicans and 14% of Democrats and 7% of those not affiliated with either major party think the opioid crisis has gotten better in the last year. 49% of Republicans, 31% of Democrats, and 40% of unaffiliated believe the opioid crisis has gotten worse. And I think a lot of that is because we don't hear anything good about the opioid epidemic. No. No. It's always bad. It's always that we're losing the war on drugs and that the the death from the opioid overdoses is getting worse. I just... My argument to that is, is we're not fighting the war on drugs properly how would you fight it what do you see 
as the problem and how would you well to me it's just like the solutions they have in place Mm -hmm. are not fighting the real issue like a patient can come in need an opioid and be discharged with three days worth of medication Mm -hmm. then they're just going to go to another hospital in three days and get three more days of that medication. I mean, we're not helping and targeting the real issue of the substance abuse. Mm -hmm. We're just making it harder for doctors to do their actual jobs. So when you say they're able to go to another hospital, is that because one hospital is not talking to the other, but both have the same parameters for dishing out opioids? I mean, I think they can see. I think there is, and the ability to see when someone has been prescribed a a narcotic but i want to say legally they can't say no i'm not providing you this narcotic Mm -hmm. like there are so many parameters that they have to go through and then there's so many like hoops that you have to jump through and then you also have to deal with like oh patient experience and Mm -hmm. and like all these things are we technically denying treatment are we denying care i mean so many things that doctors always have to have in the back of their minds like okay is this patient gonna come back and sue me because i didn't give them the pain medication they're saying they need like i gave them a referral to a pain specialist but Mm -hmm. they don't want that they want their their pain medication right it seems like we currently exist in like a society so the doctor is the expert the doctor knows how much pain medication to give how much that patient has had how much maybe they can tolerate or is what's necessary based on you know their past experience but they're bound to a society where the patient is always right and if the patient doesn't get the pain meds to treat their pain then the doctor is cruel or they're they're not doing their job correctly even if they are and that exacerbates the problem so it's like kind of that victim mentality i'm in pain Mm -hmm. i should get the meds you're wrong even though you're well educated in pain management yeah and sometimes this this custom that we have of treating patients like customers Mm -hmm. i think it sucks because like you're you came in there for treatment we're not a hotel we're Mm -hmm. not a luxury cruise Mm -hmm. i mean we're there to treat you with what you need you can accept that or you can leave against medical advice Mm -hmm. end of story and that's not saying that nurses don't have to treat the patient with respect of course not right there is but there's a line between what we will provide you and what is just you demanding over the top and entitlement Mm -hmm. and yeah and demanding over the top things and and requesting you know we have patients sometimes that request like five ginger ales and this that and the and it's like there's just no need for that first of all you're gonna get billed for that (laughs) and it's just not necessary this isn't a luxury cruise this is a hospital Mm -hmm. like whenever i go to the hospital my goal is to get out of the hospital as soon as possible and that just doesn't seem to be the case (laughs) i i don't go to the hospital ever and that's because I, 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 I usually don't get hurt, but when I do go to the hospital, I, I tend to en- enjoy it because I, I do like that special treatment See, that I get. And, like, again, like you said, I'm not saying don't treat your patients with respect, mm-hmm. don't care for them. I, we have patients, obviously, that we come to know and we know their families and mm-hmm. we, we really care for them. 
And even some of our less desirable patients we come to know and we still care for them. And if they come in and they're not acting right, we like like they typically act. We're like something is actually wrong this time and Mm -hmm. and we need to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So not to say that we don't treat people with respect and with care. But just at the end of the day, this is a service right? with a distinct end goal Mm -hmm. to get you better and get you out of the hospital and not have you come back to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And maybe if we treated it a little more like that, then we would have fewer readmissions. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I just... I just work there. Right. Just because you're sleeping there overnight doesn't mean that it's a hotel, like you said. I don't It's just... Going back to the issue, like, again, the doctors are held to such high standards, which they obviously should be. I mean, you don't want anyone committing malpractice. But where do we draw the line? Mm-hmm. Like, where do we say, okay... The doctor who has these years of medical school knows what they're talking about Mm -hmm. while also acknowledging everyone's experience is different and every patient is different. Mm -hmm. But where do we, it's just about that balance. Do you think maybe there's, like you said, balance. Do you think there needs to be, the doctor needs to have more control. Is there a lack of control? Sure, I would say that. Maybe... Or maybe there's a lack of leadership because if if the hospital doesn't want to get dinged for a poor patient experience or the, what is it, the JMA, the Journal of Medical, mm. whoever oversees the board of yeah. the, doc- the doctors and whatnot, is there not enough leadership there to say, doctors, you are allowed to do this and your license will not be revoked if you get a patient complaining about xyz specifically because you did not give opioids i don't know if i would call it leadership i would say Mm -hmm. communication Mm -hmm. and i would say like with most programs and like with most things that the government tries to do Mm -hmm. they're seeing it from way back here Mm -hmm. and they're not looking at what the people actually doing it every single day Like, it's easy to say, okay, great, we just won't have our doctors prescribe but three days of medication. Meanwhile, they're not in the hospital with a patient screaming at you because you're not prescribing them more than three days of medication, even though that's been a thing for a very long time, and I'm not sure why patients are still confused by it. Mm -hmm. But they're not there doing the work and facing the wrath Mm-hmm. And they're not the ones having their licenses threatened and they're, you know, I'm going to get this place shut down. I'm going to sue you. They're not the ones doing that. It's easy to say when you're looking at it from way, mm-hmm. way far away. But then when you actually go and do it, it looks totally different. Right. My point about leadership, more so having a backbone, uh, having a backbone to support your doctor in those certain events. Yeah. To yeah. say, we're not going to take away your license because you've reported the situation with this patient we looked at it yeah. and we totally get it you gave them the recommendation they're screaming for more and we do know that if you give any more potentially they could become addicted or they are addicted mm-hmm. and we don't want that you're doing the right thing you're cool mm-hmm. i will say though the amount of patients that i do see visit like they tell me 
I know my doctor prescribed me pain medicine, but I don't want it. Can you just send me home with Tylenol? Mm -hmm. So I do think maybe awareness is getting better. Mm -hmm. And and, and patients patients are aware that this is a thing and they know their own tolerance level, which is why I would never discredit, you know, everyone's own experience. Because a lot of patients know like, hey, if I go home with this, I'm going to sleep for three days. I'm going to love it. And I'm going to want more. So when you have the patients with that self-awareness that know, like, nah, I just need aspirin or I just need Tylenol. Like, that's encouraging to me because it does mean that the education and the information is out there. So. And I would assume that doctors are having this conversation with their patients saying that, hey, we're going to give you this, and it's going to feel great, and you're not going to have any pain. But there is the potential chance that you will become addicted to it. So we maybe recommend you not taking it or or something like that. And I almost wish that we could do, I think of almost like a pack, like with antibiotics, mm-hmm. how you get like three pills of X milligrams the first day and mm-hmm. then two pills of x milligrams the second day and then like could we start do a i don't know how you would regulate that like mm-hmm. without making someone go to the pharmacy we are just spitballing here we're not yeah yeah we're not educated no this. no i mean uh, again it, it it would be impossible maybe maybe the three-day thing is the only solution but i don't know just like Mix all of them up together. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend them. <laughs> yeah, with a with a little vodka. I don't know, if we could just like taper it a little easier, like mm-hmm. when you go home, if we could make it easier to like start you off at this, but then you're gonna go down to this, and mm-hmm. then so that we're not just cutting off cold turkey after three days, because I get that that isn't always the best. I just the, again, I don't feel like we're fighting the war on drugs mm-hmm. or the war on opioids correctly. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're actually looking at it. Mm-hmm from an actual people on the front lines doing it mm-hmm. standpoint so the the part where you mentioned when they go home on the opioids that was interesting because if you sent me home for example and i'm no longer with the doctor or with the nursing staff and i'm on my own could that increase my perception of my pain because i don't know what's going on i don't know how i'm supposed to be feeling I was taken care of for four or five days or whatever, and now I'm on my own. And I think the slightest amount of pain is the end of the world, and I need my pain medication. So maybe there's a psychological aspect to it. Maybe. We don't know. But it's, I think that's interesting. It's anyway. possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I agree with you. We aren't doing we're not I, fighting the war on drugs appropriately because yeah. we're losing and we've been losing for years. And it's not so much, you know, is Joe Biden doing enough? Right. That's I not don't even think the there's question. anything else he can do mm-hmm. until he, you know, in, until whoever's in power starts to actually look at it from a different angle. Because, mm-hmm. again, you have so many other things that go into it. So, like, then we just throw people in jail and that causes all sorts of other problems for them. And that's a totally different tangent that I could go on forever. But, yeah. I don't even think the opioid crisis has anything to do with the war on drugs. Because what you mentioned was totally legal, right? And yeah. to me, the war on drugs is about illegal drugs. So I'm not even sure if this is... I mean, maybe the survey isn't really even 
Well, no, it definitely ties in because I mean, you, you obviously, I mean, a lot of times, and I don't have the exact numbers, I'm sure they're out Mm -hmm. there, we can get them. It starts with a broken hip Mm -hmm. and you take your three days of pain meds and then you go back to the doctor and you're like, I I don't know, doc, I'm still in pain, gives you more. Mm -hmm. And then your, your tolerance goes up and then you're still in pain for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. or you're just psychologically still in pain. I don't know. Um, And then eventually you lose access to the prescription legal pain meds. And then you start. And then that's when you start going to to harder stuff. I can see the tie in there. I've just always associated the war on drugs with the illegal aspect. So after you've been cut off and then you start buying them, illegally so it almost seems like in this case if if someone says joe biden needs to do more then it really has to be maybe what they're talking about is he needs to do two things one we have to overlook or or look over how we're distributing opioids in the hospitals and whatnot and then two what are we doing on the street to prevent illegal uh, um, um, sale of opioids and i think that's the idea Mm -hmm. but i think to an extent there's there's and maybe it's just because i'm in the setting and i see this more every day i just feel like there's more emphasis on well doctors just shouldn't be prescribing it than anything else like yes it's twofold but to me it just seems like every administration has done has focused on one aspect of it Mm -hmm. and not the other that seems to be a common theme for our podcast is we always end up at 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 a point where we say whoever is in charge is only looking at it from one perspective while these problems have multiple problems that need to be addressed in order to fix the overall problem yeah and more collaboration like we're always Mm -hmm. preaching would get more minds and different opinions and different ideas into thinking about how to actually solve this, these problems. So, mm-hmm. Right, because I've always been a proponent of, of legalizing some of these drugs, but they have to be regulated and they have to be produced in a safe way and they have to be produ- uh, sold in a store that's also regulated and what you're purchasing is safe for you and it's titrated uh, based on your weight so there's less of a chance of overdose Mm -hmm. and the people who are selling it have to be aware of how much you've had how much you've consumed over maybe the past week or whatever and at the same time maybe some of those proceeds should have to go to things like addiction research to to help people rehabilitation rehabilitation right not just a blanket statement of well, we should just make all drugs legal. Yeah. There has to be multiple things that are going on at once. And, I mean, we do have like things like pain management clinics, mm-hmm. but I heard this in my last job that wasn't even in a hospital, and, and I hear it here. Well, they don't do anything for me. Mm, do, do they not, or do they just not do what you want them to do? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good. And question. and again, it goes back to how much control did those clinics have? What are they bound by? You know, mm-hmm. what 
regulations and restrictions did they have hanging over them as well? Mm -hmm. I don't know the answer to that. I've never worked there. I don't have enough research on that. Mm -hmm. I don't know the answer to that question. But I don't even think this is a problem that Joe Biden or any president can solve. It doesn't seem like a presidential. It's a national problem. But what can the president do other than say, sick them, right? And, and send the people like the JMA or whoever mm-hmm. to solve the problem. They're already on the case. Yeah, yeah. I, so I'm not sure what a presidential um, um, executive order or, or proclamation I mean, would do. I know there's already task force forces. There's already mm-hmm. committees. There's, I mean, so I said, not so much is he doing enough. It's already there. Mm-hmm. All the presidents have done it through so many administrations, but we're clearly not doing it well. Right. So that would be my, maybe we should revamp. That's always the word. That's always the word. I'd, I don't know. I would hope that revamping or reviewing what has been done and what is not working, that's, I would assume they're doing that already. I would hope so. I, I, I feel like the task force or task forces are out there doing that. I would hope they're in hospitals, they're in rehab clinics, mm-hmm. asking those questions, like, what are you seeing? Mm-hmm. I, again, I don't have those questions. I don't know what questions you would ask. Mm-hmm. Brighter, brighter minds than mine need to come up with those questions, mm-hmm. but they need to be asked. Curiously, I I wonder, at what point have we done everything we possibly can outside of finding a treatment for addiction, specifically? I think of the game. Have you ever played the game Mealy Borns? Played the game what? It's Mealy Borns. I might be saying it wrong. Uh, It's a French card game. And essentially, um, the crux of the game is that there are four cards in the deck. And if you get these cards, they kind of make whatever the problem in the game is, you're invulnerable to it, right? So they fix the overall problem that you're facing in that game. So my point is, if we have put together these task task forces and we've done everything we possibly can, we've put Band-Aids here, 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 and here, at what point do we need that special card that gets rid of addiction altogether? At what point have we done everything outside of drawing that card? Not saying we there's not saying there's nothing else we can do. Yeah. But I at mean, a certain point, theoretically, you're going to have done everything outside of researching a medication that gets rid of addiction or, or whatever. Again, brighter minds than mine are gonna have to answer that. <laughs> Just like how when it comes to obesity, we know everything about how to lose weight. Right? And there's so many different ways to do it. There's so many different diets. There's so many different lifestyles. But outside of having all that, at what point do we draw the card where we come up with a medication? That just makes me not want ice cream. Or just helps you lose weight. At what yeah, point Well, do you, we have a yeah. lot of those that help you lose weight. Yeah, yeah. So. But a lot of them are just like diarrhea medications <laughs> or, or whatever. But something that's like legitimate that won't actually cause some sort of adverse reaction. Yeah. But anyway, that's just my Well, no, it's, it's a question problem. to ask. Is that even a solution on the table? Is that even something that we're working towards? Working on. I, I don't know so. the answer to that question. I so. would hope so. But 
Anyway. But do you have anything else to add? No. No, I don't. I, I don't think so. I probably do, but I'm going to not <laughs> for the sake of time. So it's definitely is a problem. Um, I don't think that it's an administration thing. No, no, because, I mean, I don't think any administration is going to come in and be like, yeah, no, we're we're cool. We'll mm-hmm. just keep that around. And Joe Biden didn't even run on ending the opioid epidemic. He didn't. He had a lot of other things that he prioritized, mm-hmm. um, which is fine, because I feel like every president for like up until the previous administration really ran on that and not saying people are tired of hearing it, but again, it kind of goes back to our points. Like you're kind of doing mm-hmm. everything that you can. Right. So there's not really anything else to s- I don't want to say there's nothing else to say. Cause obviously we need to continue this. It's mm-hmm. still a problem. Continue the work, but it just, doesn't seem to it, it didn't need to be important for his campaign that's yeah, all I'll say. right and so. it's not a doc on him if yeah he doesn't say it and it's ag- going on and again he's, he's not ending it he's been a little busy mm-hmm. with other things with other things right. kind of like the cdc so we'll give him a small pass on that one but if we missed anything, if you have better ideas on how to either end the opioid problem in the hospitals or what your solutions for the war on drugs outside of the hospital would be, let us know in the comments down below. We love being wrong. We love learning. Yes, always. Like, um, subscribe, ring the bell. Oh, ri- yeah, ring the bell. Make sure you're getting notifications every time we post. And we'll see you in Watch the next one. Watch us be wrong more. Yes. So, thanks, guys. See you later.